Welcome to the Winging It Travel podcast with me, James Hammond. Every Monday, I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you, designed to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode and we are covering days 71 to 75 on the USA road trip which is going to cover Providence in Rhode Island into Connecticut to New York City then upstate New York to New Paltz and the Woodstock Festival Museum as well as Bethel Woods where the Woodstock Festival was held. So to kick off following on from last time we decided to do a day trip in Rhode Island, so we're going to tick off another state, and we're going to go to Providence, and this is on a Sunday, and we thought, no dramas, we'll go from Salem into Providence via Boston. Now, there is a lesson to be learned here. Trains seemingly don't go to Boston from Salem on a Sunday. So what we'd had done is parked by the train station. We thought, ah, oh, not ideal with that. So we'll jump back in the car and we're going to drive to an area called Wonderland. Now, this is actually a tip from our hosts at the campsite in Salem. What they recommend is drive 30 minutes down the road to Wonderland. You can park all day for $4, and then get the train straight in to Boston from there. It's pretty easy. So to add to that, you can get train into Boston, and then straight to Providence in fairly quick time, and it only takes probably about 45 minutes in total. What you need to do is change train station. So you get into Boston, then you need to make yourself over to Back Bay. And then from there, you can get the train to Providence and it takes 30 minutes. The total cost for all those train rides and return was no more than 25 US dollars each. The weather wasn't great this day, but we had a few things on our list. So we decided to check out Brown's University. I would recommend this. Very nice grounds to walk in. Very historic. And they have lots of nice little benches in the gardens. And you can look at all the old buildings of the university and kind of absorb the history there. Then we made our way to the RISD Art Museum. And this is free. Well, it is on a Sunday anyway. So we went in there, checked out an art museum. I'm not a huge fan of art museums, but they had some cracking good art in there. And some cool uh, exhibitions on each floor. I think three floors there. There's a, an Egyptian one, if I remember correctly. So for free, brilliant. Cafe downstairs, get a coffee, go in for free, check it out, take a break, go back in. Decent activity on a Sunday in Providence. The walk from the train station to this area is probably about 10, 15 minutes. And it did start to rain, unfortunately. So we dipped into the museum pretty ASAP. The cafe downstairs is called Bolt House. It's okay. Decent coffee, some snacks. Not too bad. One of the main targets on our hit list was the Providence Athenaeum. This is one of the oldest libraries in USA, 1838. And you can visit in there technically for free, but you can offer a donation of 5 to $10. They do ask you that as well. But inside, oh, awesome, this little place. goes downstairs. You can sit and just grab a book, read, sit in a chair. Oh, just the history there is fantastic. So many books. 
you can really feel it there. I do recommend it. Again, a library is normally just a building with books in it, but this had much more history attached to it, much more feel about it, and I quite like the vibe. As we walked out to check out the main part of the town of Providence over the water, some angry clouds were above. So we beelined it into the CBD and we really wanted to get a pub feel for lunch, but we actually settled on lunch at Viva Mexico Cantina Grill, a brilliant Mexican restaurant, if you want traditional stuff there, right in the thick of it. And then we beelined it again before absolutely pissed down to a classic UK cafe called Cafe Nero. And what was shocking and surprising about this is the road next to it was flooded. Yet cars were still trying to drive through it. A car literally saw that it was covered in water, you know, a couple of feet deep, yet he still tried to drive through it. I don't even know what he was thinking. So crazy weather, lots of downpour, and we waited to, to subside a little bit before dashing to the train station, which was about a 10-15 minute walk. Assisted someone there who wanted directions or where to go. Strange, they have Google and mobile phones these days, but hey, still needed help. So we directed her down to the CBD. And overall, Providence has a very nice, calm feel to it. I know it's a Sunday, and I can imagine in the student times it's very busy, but lots of historic buildings for the USA, lots of the older stuff is there. It's right in New England, easy to get to, nice river, some good markets, some great cafes for coffee, and a very nice day out indeed. We finally made it back to Salem and we had the same camp spot in the same campsite pretty much, but this time it's electric, so we get to charge things up and a very nice sunset in the evening to finish it off. Quickly cooked dinner and got to bed because next day, so let's move on to the next day, we're going to drive to a place called Dalian, D-A-R-I-E-N, which is pretty much on the coast of Connecticut. And the main reason is this, we were actually going to visit New York City. We decided late on, Let's not try and find something to do in a couple of days or in the area. Let's just go and do the main thing, which is New York City. So we've done a bit of research and we figured out the best way to do it on a cost budget friendly way was to drive to Darien, park the car next to the train station, get an off-peak train into New York Grand Central Station and return. And we'll stay at a rest stop near that train station. So the journey was about three to four hours from Salem to Darien. Unfortunately, we hit the rush hour traffic around Boston. Very, very busy. Couldn't really avoid it because we wanted to get to Darren in good time to get to New York City as quickly as possible and enjoy the rest of the afternoon. When you get to the train station at Darren, there's two options for parking. The train station parking, I believe, is $4 all day. So it's a great little tip if you want to park your car there all day. But we got there and it's full. So I think we have to get there early because a lot of people do this. But next door, there's another car park. A guy sitting in some sort of cabin comes out and meets you, $8 for the day. Not too bad, in my opinion. And then you get the train into New York City Grand Central Station. It takes about an hour. And off-peak is $11.25, I believe. On-peak is $15. So a much more cheaper way to do it if you don't want to spend oozes of money in Manhattan. And I must admit, we're pretty excited. I haven't been there in 10 years. Emma has never been there, always on her list. And we started drawing up a list of things to go and see and do. And there's so much choice in Manhattan. One of my favourite places in the world, actually. Not going to lie about that. And once we got into Grand Central Station, awesome weather. Sunny, very nice day, quite hot. And we thought, right, we need a bagel first. And we found about a 10 minute walk outside Grand Central Station. 
Tao Bagels. Fairly local place, $4 a bagel, and they really coat the bagel with cream cheese. It's a fantastic recommendation. And for coffee, we walked around the corner to Grand Central. It's like a library feel again. Great coffee, unfortunately, paper cups, and a bit dark. If you go to the back, you can sit by the books and read something, but quite dark in there, but fairly close to Grand Central Station. And then our list. So we're going to check out Central Park first. Well, you have to. Nice day, sunny weather. Let's get some views and get some photos in. So we walked to Central Park, had a little walk around, checked out the Strawberry Fields as you do. Got the photos looking back over Manhattan. And what I realised is that some of the buildings when I was there 10 years ago that have been built and now built. And they are huge. So tall. I think they call it Billionaire's Row. All the tall buildings you can see in Manhattan. They must have awesome views left, right and centre of Manhattan in general. This is a patron shout out to Laura from the Swamp Soup Stickers, who has contributed £5 to the podcast on my Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate it. And it helps the podcast to keep going in the future. If you're interested, head to the show notes where you'll find a link to my Patreon. The website address is patreon.com forward slash travel podcast. For five English pounds, you will receive some trendy stickers from myself and the post a shout out on each episode and also my digital travel planner by email thank you for your support also nearly bumped into Roy Keane that was a bit of a highlight couldn't bring myself to say hello because I think he would probably punch me or growl me at the very least so I did shout Keane as I got past but no reaction but it started to get a bit gloomy so we made our way to Times Square I'm not really a fan of this area it's just one of those classic things you've got to tick off Emma wants to see it. It's equivalent to Leicester Square in London. There's loads of people in costumes about, busy, people trying to get you to buy stuff. And a bit overcrowded, even though Manhattan is very busy in, in general. This place is just a different level. Got there, got the pictures, moved on very quickly to the library. New York Public Library is free. Go in, check it out. Historic. Lots of nice little things hanging about in there. Just bear in mind that it's around sort of a park as well, so you can maybe if you're not interested chill out sit in the park and enjoy the views it's a very popular area has free wi-fi so lots of people hanging around but the library is worth checking out if you're into that sort of cool stuff and it's got a cool building so why not bit of history and for some reason i've been pining an irish pub for absolutely ages at this point and we found one called blackguards and we had a pint and some chips for a reasonable price and as we sat down, enjoyed that, the rain started. And I mean, this is a different level. This is like a thunderstorm level. And unfortunately, wasn't really prepared for this. And I don't think anyone else is either because people were running left, right and centre trying to get cover. The, the clouds were just angry and the streets were flooding. I think since then, the subway is flooded. It's one of those flash floods and like, oh, wow, this is going to get a bit insane. So we dashed all the way to Central Station, probably about a 10-minute walk, and I was absolutely soaked through. You're going to see a photo of me soaked through on this episode, on video, on YouTube. Different level, got to Grand Central. Now, the problem with this is we're getting a train back to Darien and then straight into our car, drive to the rest stop to obviously sleep in it. Now, where are we going to put our wet clothes? Just one of those things in our van that's not ideal, and this is literally no option but anyway, we got back in good time, got to the car, drove to the rest stop, absolutely fine, you can park there. 
and there's no problems whatsoever. But the drying of the clothes is an issue, and they didn't dry for like three or four days. Pretty grim. Anyway, got in, sort of a noisy night's sleep, got it done. But the next day is the same thing. Back to Darien, park the car up, get the train in. We actually want to get the train in early this time, so we are going to pay the peak time price. Wanted to get the cheaper parking, but full early doors. So you do have to get there really early to get space. So we parked with our mates next door, $8, straight back on the train into Grand Central. The first stop was an Australian cafe called Blue Bottle Cafe. And the reason is I wanted avocado on toast with an egg. That's the only reason. Sometimes you crave what you got to crave, right? And as always, Australian coffee is one of the best. So great coffee there too. And then back to the library that we mentioned yesterday, just to finish checking it out. It's quite a big place. One of the highlights of the trip, and definitely one of the top things on our list was the High Line, which I visited 10 years ago. It wasn't completely built at that point, and it wasn't even that known or that busy. But on a Tuesday, it seems to be a very busy place to be. So we got to the High Line, probably about 11am, something like that. And this is a fantastic tourist site because you get to walk up above the street level through the skyscrapers with trees it's a designated walk route you can take as long or slow as you want if you've done it fast probably half an hour and you're into the very trendy area of chelsea but the views are brilliant the weather was hot and clear and a very good vibe around the high line it's a high recommendation from me after a lovely walk we checked out one of New York's things you got to do, and that's a local deli. So we got off the High Line, went to Gourmet Deli and Pizza, and I got a huge turkey and BLT sandwich for $9. And I don't know how I ate it because it's absolutely huge. Stuffed with meat, stuffed with bacon. And I just loved it. And in New York, $9 for lunch is pretty cheap. So I would recommend going to a local deli and just seeing what they've got and getting a sandwich in you. Being in Chelsea, we checked out the Chelsea market. That's also great for food if you want to go to a market. Lots of options there. Quite busy as well. It's a classic market there. Lots of stalls going on. But just love walking around the Chelsea area. The houses are really nice. Very trendy. You've got like little cafes on the corner. And the Greenwich Village as well. This is definitely a place you want to live in Manhattan, right? It's up there. It's expensive, but it's up there. Then we went to the Friends apartment, which you can go and see. It's a bit... Unassuming, you just turn up, there's people hanging around, taking a photo of an apartment. It's above a cafe, that is the friend's apartment they took a photo of. Even some locals weren't sure what was going on, because I think I heard someone say, oh, this must be the friend's apartment, and they're definitely American. Then we checked out Carrie Bradshaw's flat. No idea what that even means, it's got that written down on my notes. Then we walked all the way south of Manhattan into the World Trade Center area. We actually arrived on September the 12th accidentally wasn't planned or anything so lots of things were getting taken down and away i guess they had a ceremony for september 11th and we went and checked out the world trade center and the big memorial there as well you can go in and get some speeches and some talks and the museum is worth doing i've done it 10 years ago it's pretty harrowing so make sure you go and get coffee afterwards but that is worth checking out once and of course the freedom tower is there and it's absolutely huge a funny thing en route to there, we actually popped by Electric Ladyland Studios. I want to go there because of Jimi Hendrix. 
if you know your history, he tried to build it in his lifetime. He, I think he wants to live there. He wants to have somewhere where he could live and have a recording studio at hand straight away. Obviously, it wasn't completed until after he died. As I went to get a photo, this geezer was just having this guy take a photo of him. He had some sunglasses on, a leather jacket, some expensive cars outside. Looked like a producer, something, I'm not sure. But I walked right in the line of his photo. Didn't care, just wanted to get my photo done. And he had that classic like, oh yeah, that's good, good angle, that, that sort of chat, if you like. Not sure who he is, but he walked into Le- Electric Ladyland, so you don't just walk in there for a tour. You can't do that, so you must be working there. Could have been a record producer, could have been an artist, no idea. And to cap it off, I've got some recommendations. Cobra Coffee in the area of Chelsea or Greenwich Village. Very good coffee there. And we walked to an Irish bar around Wall Street. There's a few around there, not too busy either. Got a drink in, and then we got the subway back to Grand Central Station. Got out of there, back to Darien, to the van, to the rest stop for another night's sleep, buy some lorries. But those two days in New York City, definite highlight. There's so much you can do. You can spend a week there. Lots of free activities as well. Can be inexpensive. And thoroughly enjoyed the good weather. Awesome time. Another thing on our list for New York State was the Woodstock Festival area in Bethel Woods and the museum. Again, Jimi Hendrix focused here. So we drive up to New York upstate to Ossingen for a coffee. At First Village Coffee, I had a, the most fantastic empanada dream with a coffee. And this is on our way to New Pouts, which is this quirky little village in upstate New York. Hippie vibes. A lot of people from the 70s and 80s moved up there. Lots of Indian and Tibetan and Himalayan shops. Nothing opens until 11 so it's got that sort of vibe, and I quite liked it actually. It's not that very big. Don't spend all day there. Probably worth a couple of hours. Some free parking there as well. As well as the town being very hippie, lots of stuff going on, we did want to get a move on to the area of the Woodstock. So we booked a campsite called Happy Days Campground. This is near Bethel Woods, and it's in amongst trees, and it's got that, again, hippie vibe. Booked in, very nice guy checked us in, no one there. So a dream place to have a campsite. The weather wasn't the best. But we got in, checked in, and went straight back out. Now we're going to Bethel Woods, because that is actually where the Woodstock Festival was held. Even though Woodstock itself, the town, is not there. And straight away you can go and see the farm, where they had the festival. There's a plaque there. But the main thing to do, apart from seeing that, is going to the museum. We booked tickets to go and see a band in the evening. So our plan was, do the museum see the band and then drive back to happy days so i'd love to get my photo by the plaque getting the views of the farm trying to embrace the history the story of woodstock which is pretty pretty cool one of my favorites got to the museum now we got there pretty late i'd say we got there probably like an hour before it closed and we quickly realized after paying you know 30 40 dollars whatever it is to get in that you definitely need two to three hours so first of all, we asked if we can come back and carry our ticket forward to the morning. I don't think they normally do this because we felt like we just needed to see more of it. Now, luckily, the woman who was there was very nice, probably realised that we were English, had a bit of a soft spot for us and thought, oh, you can't come on this way and not see it all. Spoke to management, wrote our names down, and then next morning we'd come back, hopefully. But then we carried on to the evening to go and see a jazz band. And this jazz band is very, very interesting. They're called Molly Tigre, and if you pop them into Google or Spotify, 
there's sort of a mix between psychedelic jazz and African music combined. And that reflected in their music. It's a very good gig, actually. I quite enjoyed the, the vibe and the upbeat jazzness of it all. And they recommended a band for us to check out called the Der Der Band. They're from Somalia, I believe, from Mogadishu. And you can tell they're inspired by those guys. And it's a quite unusual genre of music. Probably not my cup of tea. Probably not what I expect at Woodstock, but they are worth checking out. And it's great to support them and you know, pay for a ticket and go and see them. The museum itself, the first hour we got in on this day, unreal. Explained everything about the counterculture, Woodstock Festival, before, during and after, who played there, all the stories from it. They've got like lots of videos, lots of like documentary type stuff. They've got all these buses, everything is so well done. So we're glad that next morning when we went back to the museum... Our names were on the list and allowed us back in. And I must admit, I'm glad they did because we finished it off and I'm so glad we got to see the rest of it. So I would recommend two or three hours at the Woodstock Museum. You would not regret that. And make sure you can get a photo near where the band were playing. You can see over the field and you can look out and then sort of imagine you being there 40, 50 years ago. And unfortunately, we don't want to hang around on this last day of this episode too much because we had a five-hour drive to Washington, D.C. So Happy Days Campground was great, but we had booked in a Quality Inn motel for three nights. This was situated at Tyson's Corner, which is right next to Spring Hill Metro Station. I would recommend this because the metro station goes straight into downtown or central Washington, D.C. So five hours kind of weaving ourselves in and out of the state, around to Washington, got there fairly late on, and this quality inn is next to some takeaways, but also a Walmart is pretty close as well. And Metro Station is a two-minute walk from the motel, and it's great to be back into a proper bed for once and a proper TV. So we lapped that up, treated ourselves again for three nights, and kind of reflected on an awesome two or three days. New York State as a, as a whole, a brilliant night place to go and check out. Upstate is very different to downstate. New York City is huge, lots to see and do. And we're excited for Washington DC because we're going to meet a friend and a podcast guest the next day, which I'll come to on the next episode. And we're going to see Washington DC, which had equally as much to see there as New York City. So I'll leave it there for today's episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. New York State, get there. Go and do upstate and downstate. You won't regret it. And then we'll crack on to Washington DC. And then after that, in the next episodes, we are driving across the Midwest of US. So not a lot of content in terms of what we've seen and what we've done, but we can give you a bit of an idea of what those drives were like, and they were long. So thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. ta Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcast, and other stuff. Thank you.